You know, on this episode of Ice Team Podcast, I got three awesome guests on. I got to know these guys pretty well over the last couple of years. I've known Andy for over a decade. Easily. And we're going to probably tell that story. But I got Andy, Danny, and Mao Knock Outdoors here with us. If you follow along on social media at all in the world of fishing, you are going to bump into one of these three gentlemen, whether it's ice fishing, whether it's uh, summer fishing, uh, whether it's cooking, whether it's DJing, whatever it might be, we got some stories to tell. So welcome, guys. I'm, I'm very honored to have you on the show, and I'm excited to pick the brains of, of these three studs. So thank you. What do you think? Good to be here. Good knock be outdoors, here. though. So that's the question I always get right away. Like when I mention knock outdoors, uh, at first people try to understand the, the brand and who you are. I think that's clear now, right? But how did you come up with that name? I think the listeners and viewers got to understand, like, knock outdoors. How did that come out? I know there's a story behind it. <laughs> yeah. So the name basically came from um, Danny works third shift. So we're in a group chat and, you know, picking the name takes some time. And then all of a sudden we've been throwing names out for probably weeks trying to figure out a name. And then Danny one day just goes, hey, I'm going to go KO. And everyone knows what KO means, yep. right? Knockout. Like, all right, let's go uh, do a little word sandwich, as Mal put it, and call it Knockout Doors. And then here we are. That's kind of how the name um, was built. And I think the reason why we picked that name, you know, you guys can elaborate uh, a little bit differently or not, but uh, just, you know, breaking down barriers, getting into the outdoors, right? We're all in it to do the same thing, go out, have fun, enjoy uh, what Mother Nature gave us, um, whether it's hunting, fishing, fishing. shooting guns and you know cooking whatever it is right camping hiking and running it running until you drop so yeah <laughs> exactly you know go full steam yeah. so yeah that's how we got the name yeah and, and danny it's funny you mentioned third shift like i, I think danny works all shifts <laughs> <laughs> i mean we've gone ice fishing together as a team many times and we'll say hey what time you want to meet well we got to get out there when the sun comes up right and we're out there at oh dark 30 and then danny's like well i'll meet you there you know i gotta work till 6 a.m i'm like well, we're meeting at 6 30 well i might be there at 6 45 <laughs> <laughs> and I, I admire how you can literally go on no sleep for two days in a row you just I, did that yeah yeah you guys went fishing this morning yeah we did yeah we did. Yeah, I was actually planning to sleep in a little bit because I usually <laughs> wake up at 4 a.m. for work. But Danny, you know, I'm up at 6 and getting ready. Danny calls me while I'm in the bathroom. He's like, dude, hurry up. Let's go fishing. I'm like, <laughs> we got an interview in a little bit, you know. Uh, did you sleep last night? A little bit because, um, you know, if I go to sleep in the morning, I'm not going to get up. <laughs> so, I was like, since we're doing something, I might as well just cut in between, not sleep at all, and just let's go fishing. I'll so, with, if we have anything we important to do, yeah. I usually set an alarm one hour before we have to be somewhere, and I'll, I'll call him ten times in a row until he picks up. Yeah, yeah. just so that he's not late because that's important, right? They're, they're awesome because I know he's too. sleeping. <laughs> I know he's snoozing. Yeah. I don't know how you do it, man. I, it's it's crazy, and and the craziest thing, to be honest, like. I've been with you on those days when you don't have any sleep, and I can't tell. Like, maybe you guys can, but, like, he's still going hard. He's the one cutting as many holes as anyone else. He's the one that's doing this and doing that. It's not like, you know, you're draining and he's taking a nap. No, he's like magic man running all over the place, cutting holes, and yeah. and we've seen it and done it. So uh, that's pretty awesome. I admire that. But no, you're going to someday have kids, I'm sure. 
and it's going to change the perspective on all that. I mean, we got grandpa, we got Grandpa Ma over here, you know. So you know, Very Andy's soon. got young kids. Oh, yeah. uh, my youngest it. is now uh, she's seven, but it'll change. You know, sleep uh, sleep becomes very important. <laughs> we'll see because uh, my grandpa and them they're kind of crazy too when it comes down to it. So we'll see. So a little bit of genetics there on, on yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Could be. So this is awesome. A L- little backstory on uh, these three guys and how they got, came to fruition with Clam and Ice Team and all this stuff is obviously a passion for the sport, right? Uh, but uh, just the driving idea behind fishing. Uh, you know, when we first came, came to, there was a fourth member of the team mm-hmm. uh, who who is, I don't know, he's somewhere, shape or form, still part of the team, but not as much as he was. Yeah. But the idea was to bring a, a group of marketers that can come on board and just kind of reach the masses. And we've seen strength on, on this side of the fence when these little groups form versus like one person, right? Right. Uh, so when Andy and I, I don't know if we want to tell the story about how it all came back, or maybe you want to go back 12 years. Yeah, yeah, I can do and that. And tell the story about well, how we met. Well, well, before I even do that, um, reeling back, I guess I would be the second generation, right? Because my grandpa immigrated here in the 80s, early 80s. So he started fishing, and then he took me under his wings, and then I started fishing. But I've never ice fished or even thought about ice fishing in my my entire life until I met my wife. And then they're into the ice fishing uh, scene, Uh, took me on a clam. Um, I remember it all being blue, Uh, fishing using a Vexlar. And that's what I'm pretty sure hooked me. It felt like a video game. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it was a video game to me. I'm it like, wow. still hooks us. Yeah, <laughs> you see that, and immediately your heart rate starts rising, and you need to know what it is, right? So that that's what got me hooked. Um, so like, just a few years into it, I geared myself out, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I go out there and I get you know skunked. I drill holes, whatever. So I'm like, all right, there's got to be someone local and close that could help me out. You know, help me understand the sport. So then I said, all right. You know, it's like an investment. I'll reach out to Matt and I'll say, hey, Matt, I, uh, can you take me out? I don't know what I'm doing. And that's kind of how it all started. Um, yeah, that, that's yeah. kind of the little backstory on how I got in connection with Matt. I, re- I remember the day well. You do. Uh, we were on Trisago. Yes. Uh, we were fishing by the A-frame. 100%. Uh, chasing crappies and bluegills. It was an, an awkwardly nice day. Yeah. I yeah. remember we were like in hooded sweatshirts, hole hopping. But it was cold, thing. but it was yeah. calm. Right, and we were catching them. And uh, one of, I tell the story of Andy a lot of times to clients I have now. I mean, this was 12 years ago. Jack, my he, kid was like one. Yeah, easily 12 years Maybe ago. even longer. I mean, I, yeah. he was maybe a baby. I'd have to go check my inbox. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it was a blast. We went out there, and we were chasing crappies and bluegills, and Andy was crushing them. And I remember we started playing with plastics. Yes. So right now in, in ice fishing, as the three of you know, and probably our listeners do as well, plastics are not a new concept. Right, yeah. most ice anglers understand plastics. They may not all use them, but they know they exist. Oodles of brands have them, but fast or rewind to that day, that was not the case, right? Like there was a couple brands, twelve or so years ago, that really marketed ice fishing plastics. A lot right. of us were cutting up our power baits in the garage, but there was a couple brands back then that actually made plastics. Yep. And I remember I was fishing plastics pretty religiously at the time, and Andy needed bait. You ran out of maggots. You need, yep. hey, I need more bait. I'm like, oh, try on a plastic. And you were kind of like, uh, I've never done that. I'm going to do this. And then uh, <laughs> Andy was just kicking my butt fishing with plastics. And I, and I think it opened Andy's eyes to artificial baits, right? And, and as anglers, like Andy alluded to, 
you know, he was a student of the game. You're still a student of the oh, game. Oh, yeah, every One day. of the most intuitive students I know of this game of every, ice fishing. Every day. And uh, it was kind of fun. I always tell that story, and that's how I, that's been my progression from the live bait to plastics for anyone I work with is, for sure, fish your live bait. If that's your confidence thing, do it. But if you're with me on a guide trip, you're quickly going to be fishing plastics because when you ask me for that bait puck of maggots, I may instead hand you a Mackie and say, just throw this on. Yeah. It's all confidence, right? Yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. Um, but I remember that day. Well, we tip-up fished. We caught a bunch of big bass. Oh, yeah, big bucking mouths. Oh, I mean, there, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a, trips in my life that always come to mind, and for sure that's one. And, and yeah. But maybe talk about, like, then it came back full circle, and we started connecting again just a few years ago, and it was it was a blessing, I'll tell you what. Things yeah. happen for a reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can go. You want me to go down that rabbit hole? I can. Sure. Um, the reason why I reached out to Matt, just going back into the Rolodex, the thing that I noticed from a pro staff level was a lack of the word diversity. Yep. So I'm like, hey, Matt, what's what's cooking in this um, in this industry that doesn't have that? And and to me, I, that that's the root reason yeah. why I was like, hey, Matt, can what, what's going on? He's like, hey, um, Andy. Uh, I've been working on this for, I think you said nine years, yep. nine years. And I'm like, wow, that's almost a decade long, right? Yep. It's like, okay, let me see if I can help you out. Um, so I gathered, uh, some assets, Danny and Mao, and we, we created the team knock outdoors. Yeah. That's, that's the route. It was funny <laughs> because when Andy sent an email to me and for one, I was, it was awesome. Cause I got to reconnect with a buddy. Uh, I think a lot of it became fishing conversation before any kind of business, right? Yeah. Just oh, reminiscing yeah. on things, how you been, how your kids, this and that. But what Andy's leaving out is I voluntold him to lead the team. Yeah. Because <laughs> you were kind of like, I'm just this perspective, yeah. like friend <laughs> looking out for True. friend. And I'm like, well, you're the guy. And you're like, whoa, 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 hold on. That wasn't my intent with this. I was just kind of <laughs> talking about this. So I kind of, I kind of inadvertently voluntold Andy, well, you're going to captain this team. You know, you're going to put this together. And, man, we talked a lot for a couple of weeks. It oh, was yeah. pretty consistently on email, on phone. We went and had lunch together, yep. reconnected. Yep. And it, it birthed this awesome, awesome team here. And, and, like I said, things happen for a reason, for sure. And it, it brought us together there. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of that, for sure. And uh, and uh, maybe talk a little bit, and Danny and, and Mao, about some of your background. I think Danny, not just in the fishing world, but your big claim to fame is DJ Danny Wu. <laughs> Yes, I I did it for a long time. Um, I want to say like pushing twenty years. Oh, geez. Yeah, twenty years. Um, not exactly twenty years, but it's close enough. But overall, um, the DJ industry, the nightlife, um, just entertaining a lot of people. Um, it's just doing different, entertaining every night, music mm-hmm. differently. Every song playlist is always different. Um, even with my style of fishing and hunting as well in the outdoors, it's always different. Try to be different. Um, as a, you learn, you progress through a lot of things. It's like the way I fish and hunt is almost like DJing the way I play my playlist. Sure. To the crowd, to make motivation, to hype, through it, hype everything up as much as I can. Um, and the people, they love it. They encourage it. they always coming back and makes me want to continue on um, to do what I do best i guess yeah you know people may not tell you but people showing up so it means a lot to me (laughs) because you know people have their own different world and different life as well too um but it's great to see you know old and new people 
and new faces around different state as mm-hmm. well. So yeah. I get to see all that. So diff- different personality um, and different families and different groups that you can learn. Sure. How did, how did you get into fishing? Who got you into fishing? It started my grandpa, my dad. I mean, he runs into my family, technically. I mean, like I said, back in the... See, the Hmong culture didn't come to the United States back in 1975. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if you learn about the Hmong people, all we was is about farming, hunting, and fishing. We really wasn't having anything out there. We, didn't, we don't even have a country, technically. Yeah. You know, so we were kind of like the the mountains, the hill people, the Hmong people, uh, and different tribes. And Hmong people only got 18 last name. Yeah. You know, and that's pretty I just much learned that. Yeah. yeah. Talking to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 18 last name and then two different dialect vowels. You know, we got the green Hmong people and then we got the white Hmong people. Mm-hmm. So different accent talk. And, you know, for my fishing and hunting, it all came from my grandpa, my dad, and my uncles. And then like, I'll probably say, well, I'm the third generation but first generation dj first first generation dj and probably you know born and raised in america too and born and raised in minnesota yeah i love minnesota i've been to a lot of states i travel a lot i always still come back to minnesota yeah the four season the outdoor life is just a little bit different and if you follow Danny on social media, if you look at how he posts, oh yeah, the words you use, the mannerisms and use, the exclamation points, that is Danny Vu in real life, right? Oh, so yeah. like, I love reading your posts because like you're always so like eccentric, so happy, so excited, and like the times we fish together, like that, that's you. Yeah. Like you're always like, I know when you have a fish on. Right, we all yeah. know because he's over there all the, the whole lake knows. Yeah, he's excited or, or he's telling jokes or he's saying this or doing that and like, yeah. So you're 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 spot on. Like I can see how you've tied in. You made a comment about I fish like I DJ, mm-hmm. and and I could see it. Mm-hmm. I can probably feel it. You know, like when you're fishing and, and all that sort of stuff. You're very very positive all the time, uh, and it's it's fun. But uh, and again, it reverts back to like. How are you doing that? Going on no sleep? It's like <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing. So no, we've talked a bunch, and and you know, Danny, I know like we've even had days where you're like, yeah, I caught I caught some some white bass or I caught some crappies or whatever you're targeting, and I'm thinking like, oh, were you up on Pokegama or something? And you're like, oh no, I just took a quick day trip, two hours and forty seven <laughs> minutes south. I just had to hit this spot. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh yeah, yeah, I just heard about this bite, so I just I just. Book down there. You book down there two hours and 47 minutes. <laughs> one day. Yeah. It's a one day. It's a, uh, oh man, it's. Uh, it goes it's, on adventures. You do. You go on a lot of adventures. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I just, I, you know, there's a there's a young kid on our pro staff that joined through Blackfish and he's part of Ice Team. His name's Donovan Yang. Mm-hmm. I think you guys know who Donovan is, a young kid. And, and a new gal named Violet. Yep. And I just met Violet this weekend at the North Metro Ice Show. Mm-hmm. And right away, their reference to everything we're doing is through the three of you. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. So, like, immediately they're like, oh, yeah, we follow the knockout doors and, you know, Danny, this and that. And we we're talking about catfish. And they're like, yeah, I, I saw them post a video of this and that. So, like, it, it, be, without getting too sappy, like, you're probably touching way more people than you realize already. You we really are. We, yeah, and it's, and it's not And reach. it's not just guys and gals our age, right? It's it's these young kids that are coming on and and they're seeing what you're doing in the fishing world. Whether it's on the professional side, I mean, you guys have picked up some incredible partnerships, right? It's not just with us. I mean, Shields. I mean, I can go on the list of Vexlar, a number of brands that you guys are doing work with and helping out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's 
it's awesome because, you know, I've learned that some of these young kids are now finding places they feel like they can fit, right? So that was pretty awesome this week. And, like, right away they're like, oh, you know Danny Vu? I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) They're like, oh, he's he's awesome, man. We follow him, this and that. So, like, you know, good job, Danny. I I know, you know, going on no sleep's not always easy. I don't want to beat a dead horse. But, like, (laughs) we can feel the passion. We can feel it. The energy is there. Um, And then you look at Mao over here. I mean, big bass king. I mean, I – I'll let, I'm going to let him tell this story too, but I have a real quick funny story about Mao. Coon Lake. Coon Lake. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. A fog that you can't see 10 yards apart. I'm literally, it was horrible. I had my two, two of my kids were fishing for bass out there last year. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm fishing, and I can see this boat, like, on a trolling motor, getting very close. I'm talking, like, uncomfortable, oh, like, <laughs> flipping in my boat. And I remember my, my Jack was like, yeah, that boat's really close. I'm like, you know, it's foggy. We and in a normal day, I could have like been like, hey, it's Mao. Yeah. But we literally couldn't see ten yards away. No. And all of a sudden, I hear someone go like, "Mr. Johnson, you're on my lake." <laughs> I look over, and there's Mao flipping for bass. And we and that was I always laugh at that. So every time we go to to Coon, me and my kids, it's close to our house. We go there to goof off for an afternoon. We always my kids actually reference. Can we go to Mao's stretch? Oh, and it's, and, it, and it's that run of docks, oh, that wow. run of docks where you came up. Can yeah. we go? To, can we go to Mao's stretch? <laughs> you know, and awesome. we always catch him there. But no one knows what we're talking about on the lake. Yeah, but it's a good spot. Oh yeah. So Mao, how how did you get involved in fishing? Well, you know, I tell the story sometimes, but I've never really told it publicly. Um, when I grew up, everyone kind of knows Trevor Lowe, right? Mm-hmm. So. Trevor's grandma used to babysit me. Wow. So so he doesn't even know this, but I know all his his dad, his uncles, they know me. And his fishing and spots? No, not quite. <laughs> so so we grew up in the projects on the west side, and my mom used to, they're kind of across the playground from us. So my mom would take me over there, and I'd, you know, be babysat by his grandma for the day, you know. And then, and then when, when they moved out, we had this huge tackle box that they gave us with these rods, you know. And it was one of the old ones that opened up, and there's like three tiers. Oh, yeah. and so it was pretty big. Old school tackle box. size one. That classics. Yeah, classic. And, you know, my dad didn't know nothing, so he took us to the infamous Phelan Lake, you know. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so around Phelan, the, the, uh, the little channels there that go under the bridge to Keller, to Round Lake, actually, it used to be, uh, this, this was before milfoil, so it was all like coontails, you know. Sure. It was super clear, coontails. And they used to have a dock there that they turned sideways, you know, right on that little channel, the two channels. And we had all this gear. We didn't know how to use it, you know. And and there was this older guy. He's on the other side. There's a lot of people. He kept catching all these crappies, you know. He was just pulling in. So my, my brother... Now, third oldest for me ran over the other side and peeked at his bait, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he ran back. He ran back to the t- huge tackle box. It was a little, it was a little jig fly, you know. It was like kind of bright orange and black. And he goes, "Oh, I know what he's using. I know what he's using." You know. And he he came back and he grabbed the only one there was, you know, because it was the last one. He tied it on and he threw it out there and he got a bite, <laughs> but he didn't know how to set the hook, so he. <laughs> So he just reeled this in. This is like in the 80s, right? Late 80s. So he just reeled it in and it got away. And then that was like my first experience in 
somebody like my brother hook a fish. Yeah. And I was just like, from there, and it went kind of to bass and yeah. pikes. and Every, I kinda, Everything. Yeah, I kind of really fall in love with largemouth bass fishing, you know. and They're your children, right? Mm. They are. The he has some name. <laughs> I'm convinced. They're, you should see my license plate, right? So, so that's how I got into fishing, and you know, and it's incredible these days that I, I think about what's available for these kids, mm-hmm. like Donovan and them, and they, it's so much knowledge on YouTube. It has changed the game, you know. When yep. I was in middle school, I went. I'm in like sixth grade. I go to the library to look for fishing books because. <laughs> You know, I was either that or you, you're subscribed to In Fisherman or uh, Bassmasters magazine, right? Yep. And I would get Bassmasters every so often, but, you know, my parents aren't going to let me get a year subscription to that. Right. <laughs> so I went to the library, and I, I looked up fishing, and there's this little green book. It was like it was like this big, you know, and, and there was no picture. It was just hand-drawn animations, uh, pictures, illustrations, and I'd read it and tell you about cover and structure and uh, knots and Texas rigs and Carolina rigs, you know, and it was crazy. At that time, the Hmong people were fishing with bobbers, right? So I, I got this. We went to the Keller River over there kind of, be, you know, uh, between uh, Round Lake and Keller there where everyone plays the kind of, uh, they do the little top spin game now there. You sure. play volleyball there. And I threw a Texas rig out with, like, when the Berkeley worms first came out, they had the green ones, you know. So I was pulling it, dragging it. I was like, I didn't even have confidence that this was going to work, right? Because I was like, how is fish going to see a green lure in a green place, right? <laughs> and I caught this bass, and my cousin, like, my cousin was like, wow, that's cool. And everybody was watching me. It was like, it was. That was when you got hooked. Yeah. That was, that was Literally cool. and metaphorically. Oh, yeah. Got hooked on the, the green ones. I love those stories, and, and, and we would go and fish. Uh, I suppose this would be a little bit west of there. We would fish like Sucker Creek near Vadness. Yeah. My dad and my brother and I, we had similar stories where, you know, it, it, to your point, it always seemed like it was somebody else catching the fish. Yeah. But still, we had those stories and those memories. And, and you know, we, I joke sometimes with my kids, too, like you alluded to, you, they have it good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. We were fortunate to catch fish when we were kids, right? Yeah. You didn't just go out there. No, now no. we go fishing, right? Yeah. And we've done it, the four of us, many times. If we're not catching fish immediately on the first spot, we're wondering what's wrong and we got to move, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, <laughs> that was just kind of the norm. Yeah. Like you didn't catch fish most of the time. You and, just sat and there. And you went with people you liked to be with, whether yeah. it was your yeah. brother, whether it was dad, grandpa, friends, neighbors, whatever. I remember those those days vividly and, and now we go ice fishing and i remember mao comes out and mao's like our i don't know like our our, our control commander because he's got his sled with the live scope and all this stuff and, and he's he's so attention to detail oh, and goodness. it's like here comes the command station you know and then there's danny and andy on hole number 94 <laughs> you know you've already punched two through two batteries and mao's over there strategically placing every hole but it's funny because everyone's catching fish like i remember we all went to pokegama last year right anyone that fishes pokegama knows it's a tough lake to stay on those fish oh, right? yeah. you yes. work very hard and i think we're running around like chickens with our heads cut off danny and i trying to <laughs> chase these crappies <laughs> and there's mao over there he hasn't moved in 20 minutes and he come back and he's like yeah i got three in the bucket like 
they just come back to me. And I just wait. I just watch for them to come back to me. And uh, it's, it's pretty funny to see how some of these tools have really uh, helped us become more efficient. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I got a funny story about Danny that actually involves uh, Drew, our guy, <laughs> uh, about a tree, some kind of tree in the water. <laughs> <and> <laughs> a tree. I remember and this. We, uh, we were fishing a spot late ice, and we were catching crappie shallow. It's three, four shallow. feet of water. Yeah. You remember that day? Some two feet. How I mean, tough that day oh was? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I worked harder. I, I was I was visibly upset. I remember. And as as a guy who manages pro staff, and our pro staff were there <laughs> on a photo shoot, I was visibly upset. Like, like I think I even said the words, like, is anyone else going to help cut holes because I'm dying? Like, <laughs> I was like, and, I, and it wasn't intended to mean anything. It was just... I was like mentally and physically like shot. Yeah. I was on like battery eight. I, I'm like, the, I was just here a week ago. These, there's no way these fish are gone. Well, they all moved up into the three feet of water. As yeah. we found, we found some weed clumps. Yeah. It was kind of a Hail Mary. And oh, we, yeah. found, we found these weed clumps. Well, we got a little eccentric on our auger cutting. And, and I know Drew, Drew's like, hey, there's a tree over there against the bank. And, uh, we cut all the way up to him. Remember, he came back. He's like, "Ah, oh, Danny, I think I owe you a new auger." Danny, Danny's brand new auger. Yeah, no, the blade was like yeah. a week old at and, best. And it's funny because I've done that many times. Like I used to fish the backwaters in the Mississippi River. Yeah, and we'd go through blades all the time, hitting trees and stuff. But it was just like, I just thought it was so funny. Where Drew came back, I owe you an auger, and I, I, I did, went in one ear out the other. And then uh, Danny, in typical fashion, is like, oh, it's fine, bro. Like, I'll be all right. I'll cut a hole with my hands if I have to. Like, uh, Don't sweat so, it. Yeah, that, that, was, yeah. that was a fun day, and we caught a bunch of fish. And, uh, you know, we've already created so many cool memories, I feel like, fishing together. And, and we've only touched the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what are some – I mean, we should jump more into knock outdoors. I mean, like, I don't want you to, you know, spill the beans. But, like, you, I, I know you guys have plans for this winter. Oh yeah, some yeah. trips, some things like. What yeah. are some of your things you have planned this winter? Maybe from a bird's eye view, maybe some of your goals, some things, maybe some ways where our listeners or audience can maybe even partake. Whether it's uh, you know, you know, digitally on some of your adventures, or vicariously, or even maybe some things you're gonna be, you're gonna be doing seminars. Like maybe you want to touch a little bit on like just a bird's eye view. Of, here's our season we're predicting to have this winter, and, and here's some ways you can connect with knock outdoors. Well, we've been talking about it, and I think we're going to be traveling a lot more this yeah, year. Yeah, we'll try to. Um, not traveling just within Minnesota, but we're going to be going to, like, maybe North Dakota, sure. South Dakota, Iowa, and going to Wisconsin. So we try to stay within the neighbors of the state and yeah. next door to Minnesota. So that's kind of the key plan, um, just because um, I think, you know, we want to show ourselves all around, just not in one state, mm-hmm. and just get to see more people, maybe even different styles of fishing. Because um, sometimes some of these states have a different style of what Minnesota can fish, and we can bring it to Minnesota sure. and try to do different kind of mm-hmm. techniques into it. Yeah, and you guys target all species, obviously. Oh, yeah. So th- there's a breadth of it. Um, no, that's pretty cool. So we're gonna see Knocked Outdoors Roadshow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're we're the the goal is to get out for at least four trips away. So sure. You know, last year it was quite a different story. So. But we can talk about that later. <laughs> Mouse is, Mal, Mal barely made it through last winter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And another thing, too, about KOD is that when I first got into it, I asked Mal, how did Mal met Andrew? 
Oh yeah. So that that came along, and then Andrew also probably wonder how did me mom met. Yeah. So me mom. I want to know that. I don't yeah. Know yeah. You guys yeah. can do that. Yeah. Well, me and Mao, we used to be bass com- com- competitors. Competitors. Yeah. We compete. <laughs> and yeah, I know Mao's been doing a lot of stuff, so he's been really busy. And I've been 100% just fishing bass tournament. Like every weekend, like I have the day time to go pre fishing, da da da. When I was going to the University of Minnesota Duluth, Danny yep. was going to the University of Minnesota bass fishing. <laughs> 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 so I had so much time. <laughs> As much as I DJ. I don't think Danny's so. graduated yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's still doing his thesis right now. I, I, I've, I made it some some part of college in my life, so I'm, I'm blessed too. But to do what these two big brothers do, I had not done that. So everyone had different ways of doing life. And I learned, you know, watching like Jason Mitchell, mm-hmm. watching everybody in like Gens and learning what they learned. So I want to see what I can challenge myself. Sure. You know, to be a be- better angler, not just catching white bass all the time, not catching crappie all the time, sunny, or bass as well too, but just trying to motivate myself to catch bigger and bigger fish. So you learn it as a school. And then as, like, we talked about Donovan, they're very lucky at their age at, at the moment oh, yeah. where they don't need to learn as much as we do. Sure. We work hard to learn what we get. Like Miles said, we go to the library, we print out three cents of paper, you know, and paper, and, paper, and, or, yeah, no, paper, no and, internet, yeah, no internet, and then I don't go, think kids know what a printer is nowadays. Yeah, yeah, and then we or a library. Yeah, we had to go to a bait shop to buy these little maps, mats of each lake and tell you a contour. Yeah, you know that genre. Now these days, I don't think that even exists no more. Yeah. You know, they have the book. Yeah, yeah. And, and the book East Metro. Yo, I have that still. Yeah, and have, we don't yeah. never have GPS. We had to buy the huge book. And flip the page if I oh this road's for this road and then we missed it we had to go back and turn around I remember those days yeah mm-hmm. the number you know? of times you get lost yeah, yeah. and then it's like it's a dead end it's like wait this maps it doesn't dead end but you know all those kind of stuff that I learned and now with the technology has got better and better yeah so, it's amazing yeah and, and the DNR helped out a lot you know um, got to know the U of M DNR so I went to college a little bit mm-hmm. here and there to see all this great technology that I can learn from. And then Mao and these guys are really techie too. So I learned a lot from these guys as well too. Um, but um, like I say, me and Mao go back because of Bass Tournament. But for myself, um, Mao probably know because Mao, we kind of somewhat related in a way. So I'm kind of like. Yeah, now we're, now we're really, really, really related. <laughs> <laughs> but, so Danny's wife and uh, my wife's younger brother, um, they're married to sisters. Okay. So, so that's. Kind of down the way down the road, right? Like sure. Distant. Danny and I had kind of had a relationship fishing and tournament fishing, and we started canoe leagues. You know what I mean? With live wells that are made of coolers or recirculators, running pumps and custom, everything. Custom made. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we go back a ways. That's awesome. Yeah. It's funny because you mentioned technology, and I remember days where. Yeah, you had to cut 20 holes just to find that rock pile, right? Oh, yeah. And I remember when, like, Lawrence came up with the H2O. Oh, yeah. You remember the handheld GPS? Like, that was, (laughs) like, everyone had, that was, like, I think I took better care of the H2O than I did the keys to my house. (laughs) Like, I think it it was, like, you'd wrap it in a towel. You'd tuck it away. Like, it was, like, all your GPS spots were on there. You know, you could carry it by your hand and walk out to a spot. And let's be honest, like, you guys know. Those maps weren't that good, no. but it's what we had. Yeah. And you could go out there and boop, 
push a button and mark that rock pile so that tomorrow yeah. I can come right back to the exact same spot. I remember when those first came out, we were implementing them under the dash of our truck, under our ATVs. We were walking out there on our boats. We just had this, this inc- incredible tool. Well, now, like you said, every kid has a smartphone yeah. that has a Navionics app that's oh, yeah. 50 times more accurate than any <laughs> of the H2O things we had out there oh, back yeah. in the day. But oh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. So bass fishing brought both of you together in a tournament scene. Um, that's pretty cool. And so, who's the better bass angler? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Andy just goes. In. I, I, Here's I the gloves. Have, yeah. I just have to say, Danny has access close close access to a lot of better lakes because yeah. I'm I'm in Lino and I'm in that's high pressure area. But you know, yeah. we we when we go fishing together, we have our days where I catch the bulk of the fish, and there's days where he catches the bulk mm-hmm. of the fish. Yeah. But um, we we fish a little bit differently, mm-hmm. so. Our styles are a little different. We got a little bit of meshing, you know, where we like to punch and flip. And then uh, Danny likes to kind of go a little shallower than me. I'm more of an offshore structure, heavy and electronics guy, you know. Yep, more methodical where Danny's like 97 casts a minute. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you put a crankbait in Danny's hand. Watch and the, out for a hook. If the crankbait bites on, Danny's probably going to win. Oh, yeah, the crankbait, <laughs> <laughs> chatterbait, swim, swim jigs, you know. Yeah, I would say, I mean, talking a little bit about the bass world, where we live here in the Twin Cities, we're pretty blessed. Oh, yes. I think we have oh, some yeah. of the best bass fishing in the country Yeah, right here. And I hear that from some of our, our pro staff on the Blackfish side that come in or all terrain that come in town from all over the country. And they're like, man, you guys are spoiled here. Yeah. And this might be a pro from like Texas oh, yeah. or oh, yeah. Tennessee. And I'm like, really? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we might catch a big one, but... We don't ever catch 30 or 40, 50 bass in a morning. That's We just right. sit on unheard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's pretty cool. We're pretty blessed, especially on the bass fishing side of things. Just um, having the water that we do, yeah. you know. Like I tell everyone, when I fly out, I fly back. Oh, I'm back in Minnesota because there's there's a dot of water everywhere yep. I can see, you know. <laughs> yep. I, I've seen pictures down out west where the launch line is like a mile long mm-hmm. and, and here we're complaining when there's like everyone's fighting for five lakes within a hundred mile radius <laughs> yeah. yeah and then these poor fish are so pressured they probably don't even want to bite anything oh yeah, yeah. they're you know, scared and, to and bite. that's what i'm hearing is, is and i'm like okay well we take it for granted we may we may have it better than we think and i think we understand how good we have it yeah, oh, yeah. you know but uh, but i do still hear a lot of people that go oh man i want to go down south like the bass fishing's so good and i'm thinking you may be surprised like when I hear some of these guys say, like, they fish all day for five bites. Yeah. And that was a solid day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, no. So yeah. it's interesting. It's a tough day for us. Yeah. Another good, great thing about our Minnesota is also the weather condition. Mm-hmm. We have four different types of season. If we have guys from the south, east, or west coast and try to adapt to our condition here, I think they may have no idea. Mm-hmm. Because we are bipolar as we, we look, are. that we can go the outdoor as much as we can. <laughs> That's what I, I tell a lot of guys. We, I have families from East and West Coast. And then, like you said, they'll go out there and get skunk. And, but then when it comes to Minnesota, there's no way you're going to have to get skunk. Right. Two pounders from, what, average five, maybe, if so. Yeah. You know, depends on the day because conditions plays at all. Yeah. In Minnesota, at least, or the Midwest. So, Okay, so we have a little backstory on Danny and Mao. Andy's already smiling. <laughs> He's waiting. That was, yeah. that, the way we connected was kind of 
weird. It was. <laughs> it, it was exactly like I that. I mean, yeah, you, you have to fill the gaps because it's been a few years yeah. now. But we were in. Do you remember which Facebook message? I think it was Mung Ice Fishing. Okay, Mung Ice Fishing, and I'm I'm always posting in there. Yeah, he, and then he's always trolling, right? Like <laughs> so we're oh God, this so is, for the listeners, we're talking the connection between Andy and Mao. Yeah. Now. Yep. So the, I'm like, God, this this is kind of weird, but okay, I'll play along. So then we would we would communicate now through DMs. Like, all right, let's go fish together. Um, let's see. Let's see. It, what, let's see it never see. happened. You know, we, we'd, we'd be talking. We're like, let's go. Let's go. go. Waiting on you. Waiting on you. Know, you. Weeks later, let's go. And I'll see him coming. Let's go, dude. You know? yeah. And then I'll be like, hey, we're going to keep flirting or we're going to go on a date. And that's what I said to him, you know. I, yes. I typed that out. And, and then we finally. And that was it. We sealed the deal. Yeah. yeah. And then we met out on a lake on the West Metro. Is that yeah, right? near Waconia somewhere? Yeah, somewhere in Waconia. I can't remember the name. And right then I, I filmed it. It's, it's the one where. I'm fishing for sunnies on my monkey in my back yep. YouTube. Yep. And then yeah. ever since then, we started talking more. We f- found out that we went to the same co- college together. Um, really? Yeah. Small up in Duluth. World. Small yeah. world. And yeah. I was I was in the same uh, engineering program also with him. I mean, that's before I moved over into the fi- finance accounting. So, yeah. again, super even, even that's more. That's crazy. He liked money more, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, that that's kind of how we connected. It was yeah, and bizarre. Then, and then when when Andy got with you, Andy was like, "Are you interested? Hey, you want to be pro staff?" I was like, "Uh, sure." I, I wasn't even <laughs> sure what what was going to happen, right? And then he's like, "Yeah, see if you can hook up with someone else." And I thought about Danny because me and Danny were kind of talking on and off then too. And I was like, "Hey, you want to be a part of Clam?" And Danny. Danny really didn't think it was a big deal, right? Because Danny pro staffs for a few other companies, and then oh yeah, he Danny, was, Danny's Danny. Yeah, yeah. And, and and Danny was about to go fishing when we were supposed to meet with you and Andy. Yes, <laughs> the first time. Shocker. We yelled at him. We were like, "Bro, you can't go. Yeah. You got to wait till after our meeting." And then this after we important. met with you and Andy, Danny was like, "Whoa, this is serious." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "I'm like, of course it is. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna waste your time, you know." Yeah, it's. Well, I'll tell you what. It's been awesome working with you guys, and it's, it's easy, and I, and I don't mean that in any wrong way. It's just it, it's easy to work with you guys because you get it. Your passion, like it, the fuel for the fire. The fire is burning so hot. I feel yeah. like all the time, and and I'm not. That's not a dig on any of our pros. It's just I feel like it's always burning hot with the three of you. Like always, whether we're together in person, whether yeah. it's vid- virtual, whether you're at an event, whether you're doing your own thing. I feel like. That fire is just always burning. Like you guys always have that, that that, and I think what it is from from my perspective, and I think all three of you alluded to it is, you're constantly trying to learn and get better. Yeah, always in everything you do, whether and when we fish together, there's so much of that kind of conversation going on. Yeah, what are you using? What are you doing? Like, should we let the world in on? Mile the Sunfish Master. Are you ready for that? <laughs> I was waiting for the mentioned Sunny earlier. Oh, boy. Are we ready? We should digress and go into that. Are you ready for that? So it, just to explain what that means. So we got a fun joke between the four of us, and I think there's some other pros involved. And, and, and I'll tell you what, Mao has a curse when he's with us <laughs> yes. because he cannot catch a crappie, only sunfish. And, and I say that, and you may be listening and be like, well, yeah, well, we all do. But no, 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 let me tell you. It's so bad that we've been in the same boat, mm-hmm. the four of us, where Andy, Danny, and I are catching a crappie in oh, every yeah. cast using the exact same lure as Mao, and Mao was catching sunfish, and neither of the three of us had even caught a sunfish. Oh, yeah. 
And I thought it was just a fluke day on Tonka that day. No, it was, not. you had to see it to believe it. It was, we even switched, you guys even switched rods. Yeah. And <laughs> it was like, what? I was, you know, you know, it was crazy. Sunfish and bass are in the same family. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But it was, it was so much so, excuse me, that we looked at each other like, this is impossible. Yeah, this is weird. Like there's something weird. So we'd, we'd switch spots. We would do this. And Andy would go back to Mao's spot, and Mao would go back to Andy's spot and make the same cast. Sunfish. Andy in the back, crappie. So we thought, okay, weird. there was just that weird damn Minnetonka where we had a lot of fun. I mean, we yeah, I don't think great. I laughed more than I did that day. We <laughs> that caught a awesome. ton of fish. We had a went home to have great fish fries. Uh-huh. But then fast forward to this last winter. <laughs> you know, probably the next time where the four of us really yep. fished hard again together. And we were we saw each other many times for photo shoots and whatnot, but we went out crappie fishing, and the crappie fishing was good. Mm-hmm. And there's oh, yeah. Mao again, hole hopping through I, all the same holes we are, only catching sunfish. I, I was literally in the middle of you guys, and you guys all caught crappies around me. Yeah, and I pulled up <laughs> nothing but sunnies. And neither, none of the three of us had caught a sunny the whole day. Yes. And I remember we even retied your line to exactly what we were using. Yeah, to the point even during lunch. I don't think Mao stopped fishing because he's like, I'm gonna catch I'm gonna crappie. catch a crappie now while they're all eating lunch. I, I, and you're over there catching sunfish still. I, I didn't catch a crappie that day at all. Oh that <laughs> some decent sun. It's a thing. Yeah, it's yeah, a thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. So I guess if you're listeners out there and you're in a panfish or a bluegill tournament, oh, there's a guy here on cool. this podcast that may be a ringer. <laughs> uh, I it was just it was comical, and it's something we always have fun and joke oh, about yeah. to this oh, day. Yeah. Is like, oh, is that another sunfish mile? Yep, um, <laughs> that's true. But uh, it was it was pretty good. The, definitely one of my fondest memories as a group was yeah attacking uh, crappies for some and sunfish for one, yeah. uh, and a big we had a giant dogfish on. Oh yeah, Mao had a, a big absolute bass too. giant oh, largemouth bass on that. I, I said I, I tried to land it Bassmaster style, and then it. Yeah, off. I said, should I get the net? You're like, no, it's not that big. And we saw it. <laughs> it, was it, was a, it was well over six pounds. The and mouth was, was pretty big. Yeah. yeah. The and mouth the, was buckets. So never again. And then Mal tries to talk himself out of it when it, oh, it wasn't that big. And the three of us were like, <laughs> dude, it was, a, it was a megalodon. We looked at it. It was six plus yeah. pounds all day. <laughs> <Easily>. <laughs> when, when it does that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty entertaining stuff. And, uh, no, that's that's pretty fun. I mean, the, yeah. the stories. I mean, that's the beauty of I think fishing, right? And, and yeah. you alluded to it, Mao, and and even Danny and others about how the stories bring us together, right? Oh, yeah. You talked about the first time you really got into fishing, yeah. and how that story member you remember that well. And I think that's the beauty of what we do in this fishing world, whether it's as a team here or whether it's with families or whatever, is the stories you create, like. Story or fishing brings out stories. Yeah, yeah, I look at any fishing experience I've ever had, whether it's a trip to Canada with the family, whether it's a UPL event, whether it's a photo shoot like we talked about. I remember the stories. Yeah, and and the fish are just tools or just Story, parts of yep. chapters in that book, right? Uh, so it's I'm excited to to make a whole yeah. bunch more stories. So you're gonna do some traveling. Yes, we are. You're gonna be moving all over. Uh, you is Andy. You're gonna make a trip back to Lake of the Woods and catch an absolute freak walleye when I don't even know you're there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's on. That's potentially on the docket. Yeah. Um, yeah. End of December, early January. We're still trying to yeah. dial dial a time together. Yeah, Andy so. catches a thirty incher. I we were there at the same time. Were you there at the same time? We were. You caught it like at the same time. <laughs> no, no, you caught it at the same time as the photo shoot. 
Oh yeah, that we for that we were doing with Dan. Oh okay, and okay, we okay. didn't even know Andy was there. Oh. And it was on Facebook that Andy posts this absolute megalodon walleye yeah. in front of one of the board review sleepers. Yep, and we're like. <laughs> Is that that must be an old picture? <laughs> and, and you were, and then like you posted a video, like you're still there, fresh. And I remember Dan, our, our old director of marketing, was like, "Is Andy Cho on Lake of the Woods?" I'm like, "I, I think." And he's like, well, "We're up here doing a media photo shoot, like, and he just caught like the biggest wally the lake has to offer." And I'm like, "I think he's at board of you, the same place you guys are yeah, at." Yeah. And you were just went up there for fun. Yeah, my boss you just had went up there to my do, boss do had an fishing. opening. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'll just tag along. I didn't know any of the stuff was happening yeah. with you guys and Dan and everything And else. you caught an absolute giant. I remember Dan was like, we need a big walleye for some content. <laughs> and there's Andy just like, oh. <laughs> I'm up here and Jack's an absolute trophy fish. Yeah, I know. That's cool. Uh, that's a special fishery in itself, that though. Cool, I mean, Lake man. of the Woods, I'll tell you, like, I'm planning to go up there that week after Christmas again mm-hmm. with my boys. And it's become a tradition, yeah. talking about stories and traditions. I have three boys that love to fish. Well, I should take that back. Two that love to fish, one that goes for the snacks. <laughs> um, but uh, we started going up there a year or so ago, and right after Christmas, and we've kind of tied in a couple other functions while we're there. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's something we look forward to is going up there and sleeping out there and catching walleyes until the sun goes down. Because you all know when the sun goes down on Lake of the Woods, <laughs> worthless. Yeah. You might catch a pout here or there, but... It's right. worthless, but uh, but rat, that's where we talk. The wheels do the best. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, and you know what's funny about a rattle reel? Um, I, when I was a kid, I'd go to Mille Lacs with my buddy and stay at his parents' fish house, and we'd fish for whatever. You could sleep through TV and music and noise <laughs> and the loudest commotion ever, 100%. but the second that initial just click goes off, ding, ding, you ding. wake up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember waking up, and Chuck, uh, Chuck's dad, Bob, was like, how did you, we've been playing music the last, you've been sleeping on the top bunk for two hours and we're having a straight up party in here. And then you oh, hear yeah. the ding of the, what? It's like, it's crazy how that in your brain triggers that sort of stuff. Yeah. When we were up there in our video, uh, we had our, our finicky food was all set up too. And we, Andrew had bought all these little uh, jingle bells, jingle bells, yes. clip on Amazon bells yep. and. And and Danny was on the top bunk, and this guy would jump off of the top bunk in the dark to to, to just with no lights. <laughs> I be, how can I how can I this is I can honestly believe that this is crazy, man. I was like, dude, did you fall? I was like, no, I jumped. And I was like, uh, yeah, he moves class. pretty fast when that bell goes off. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's like tip ups. Like when, when we were in college, we would go tip up fishing with some of the other guys on the sports teams, and we'd say. Well, you know, a lot of them were new to fishing, right? Yeah. You know, some of us fished, many were just, they wanted to hang out with the guys, and and we would do tip-up fishing. And we'd throw a football, we'd grill out or whatever, and maybe teach somebody to use a rod and reel, but most people just would hang out. But it was great because you can use two lines in the winter in Minnesota, as you know, and we would put yeah. a bunch of tip-ups out. So the rule was the first person to the tip-up gets to lift it up. Sure. Well, you know, it's all fun and games till you know, you have a lineman on the football team out there and you're starting running back <laughs> and you start realizing like, oh boy, like 
this is going to be maybe tough. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what, we lost more fish than we landed because no one made it to the tip up <laughs> because it was a full on <laughs> battle. So that's probably was Danny's mentality is like, Oh, that bell yeah. goes off. Oh, I gotta yeah. be first to the rattle reel. I'm going to get yeah. to reel this one up. Yeah. You know, where Miles over there probably just like yawning, trying to figure out what's going on. You know, and grandpa's still open yeah. his eyes. <laughs> Where's my glasses? Oh, that's funny. Um, so, I mean, I, I wanted to get to a little, I mean, I know a decent amount about you guys, but I thought it'd be fun to peel back the onion a little more. So one thing I, I, I love watching Danny do on social media because maybe I'm an addict when it comes to food as well. Danny cooks a ton of food. And what you told me like a few months ago is like, you don't like just cooking. You like cooking for a lot of people. And I've seen you cook like an exorbitant amount of food <laughs> for all kinds of people. And it looks awesome. So, you know, is there possibly a cooking future for Danny? Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, like, you cook some pretty amazing grub. I'll tell you what. It's got to be a passion of yours. Uh, it runs in the family again. You know, my family loves cooking. And when we cook, uh, we also have always have people coming over. Mm-hmm. Um, the weekend is always more gathering for us. And we always love our family, always have. And we always go together no matter what. And either your birthday or just a hangout, um, the culture itself mm-hmm. itself, uh, we'll, everyone will bring a different dish. And it's not just a, a, a big pot. We're talking about like like extra large pot. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I've seen them. And, and everyone's and, seen them. Like a sled. It's, it's, like a, it's like a it's, sled. It's so much to the point that everyone had their food, right? And then at the end of the day when the party's over, everybody's giving their own zip blocks. Mm-hmm. And there's still more food going home to their own family at home the next day for tomorrow what do you, what do you call it um leftovers leftover eating yeah. yeah and it's still going to be good for tomorrow to eat again it's, just heat it up it's good till monday when you go to work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i mean um my dad loves cooking my dad's probably my number one uh guy because um he cooked a lot yeah. like funeral homes he'll cook mm-hmm. um so i learned a lot especially my mom um they cook their dishes different um i think Homemade is always the best, right? Homemade right. is always oh, been. Oh, for sure. So my parents are my number one cookers. And, you know, comes grandma and grandpa, you know, they taught me well. And I just have to follow along. And, you know, the recipe may not be perfect. And everyone has different feelings on eating. I think everyone's <laughs> yeah. going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your favorite thing to cook? Like I'm, what What if I if if you were going to cook for, let's say, 10 of our viewers that won a prize and you're cooking your dish <laughs> – what would it be? Like, what's your jam? And then you DJ afterwards. So this is like a prize package. There you go. It'll be, it'll be, a, it'll be the fish soup and the chicken soup. Yeah. It'll be those. Some move. type of soup. Yeah. Okay. We're going to ha- I got to have that. <laughs> I've been, he's teased me a few times. Like, I'm not good at probably making the soups and things. Like, I can throw a piece of meat on a smoker or something like that and push a button on it and do its thing. Uh, but I, I look at what some of the stuff you cook and it looks so darn good. Uh, and it, that's one th- one of the many things I admire about the Hmong culture. I had a, I had a family of Hmongs that lived right next door to me that I got to know well. The the family as- aspect of it, I'll tell you what, like you know that that's such a heartwarming way of culture, right? To, everything is so family driven. You know, I've been invited to different functions and get-togethers and birthday parties, uh, where it's like oh, 50, 60, 80 people, and it's just commonplace. And I think it's such a breath of fresh air to see and and food. Food brings people together. I don't care anyone oh, yeah. said, like food brings people together. And and when you have a group 
some of the things talking about memories that I remember from certain functions, whether it's a Christmas at grandma's or whatever, some it's sometimes it's the food that I remember. Oh yeah. You mm-hmm. know, maybe not even the conversation or the people, it's the food you remember at times. So like, you know, I can imagine that at the gatherings you host or you attend, the, the food's probably on point. Um, so, but I, that, that's pouring on my own heartstring because I like to eat and I like to cook a lot of food <laughs> myself. So I, you knew how that question was coming from me. But I mean, Mal, you cook a ton too, though. I do. I mean, I, you uh, and I have, you know, you talked about you were flirting back and forth with Andy before you guys got together. Yeah. You and I have flirted quite a bit on getting, <laughs> to, getting together to cook. Yeah, we were supposed to. I know, um, that's on me. We, well, it's okay. We Everyone's so busy nowadays, you know, and you know, as you know, my daughter just got married. and mm-hmm. So that was pretty busy, busy and expensive. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I have a few things that I, I like to make, you know, like. I cook a good honey ham. A honey ham? Yeah. Like that sounds the good. The raw honey from raw, you know, not the pre-cooked ones, you know. Ooh. And then I, I, make a, I, I make a good kettle of pho. Danny's yep. eating my pho. Yep. Yeah. So yep. It's not bad. That sounds good, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy we're eating after this little podcast. <laughs> <I'm> getting hungry. <laughs> we're going to lunch after the podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be in tough shape. But yeah. No, that's that's... Food brings people together for sure, and I love it. Um, since Mao's on the hot seat right this second, we got to talk about last winter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mao alluded to it 15 oh, minutes yeah, ago yeah, in this yeah. podcast, yeah. maybe for a conversation for later, he said, but it's happening. Um, you know, Mao had, you had a bad bout with COVID. I did. I uh, had, a really bad one, let's be honest. Yeah. Like, it kind of kicked your butt. I had like an autoimmune type of uh, response to sure. it. Yeah. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, it was fun for us as respectfully as I can say that because yeah. we had a group text, the four of us going where we would get random photos from Mao <laughs> and it might be with an oxygen machine <laughs> or it might be, Hey, I'm back. And like, he's yeah. such a, you're such a half glass full kind of guy that you made the most of it. Right. Yeah. And I know it hurts you a ton, yeah. especially when we were out fishing or doing something like that and you couldn't be there. Uh, but I'll tell you what, like you fought through it. And then, and then you were on the ice. Oh like, yeah, very quick. Yeah, it, it was rough. You know, like I like I told everyone here knows, but I was out for like two weeks with a fever, and yeah. this, this is like one hundred one to one hundred four, right? Yeah, I'd be knocked out, sleeping, having a fever. I'd have the windows to the bedroom cracked open like a foot. I've had. Uh, ice on my forehead and ice on my body just try to get my fever down i was eating rotating between you know tylenol and aspirin every six hours and it's still yeah it, it, i was in bed for about two weeks my wife fed me in bed yeah so and, was that were you really sick yeah, or did yeah. You? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I was really sick because you know what she fed me she fed me like oatmeal and stuff and i, oh, I was man. like oh my goodness woman i'm gonna die I was starting to think, when i just heard that statement i'm like this might have been a ploy all along he's getting fed in bed it's like, uh. yeah and and you know i could i could barely walk you know by like by like um the second week that I had a fever and just going to the bathroom and back, my oxygen was down in like the upper seventies. I remember you saying that. Yeah. So by that time we was like, I, I was like, I need to call the doctor, call the doctor. He's like, you got to go in. So went into the emergency room. I, I was there for the weekend, you know, and uh, they gave me a shot of uh, steroid and it, it actually, you know, it kind of it shook, helped shook my system to, to stop attacking itself, sure. you know, and, and 
I got my appetite back. I was eating hospital food like it was vulgar to show, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was eating uh, veggies, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm, I ate the whole plate. There's veggies and everything, and this is like some That's awesome. You know, they had like some pulled beef, right? You yeah. know, with gravy. And yeah. it, it's really dry, but yeah. I ate it all, man. Yeah. And I would call it, you know, the, uh, the, the what do they call it? The, uh, the, the surprise, you know, in, in The Witcher, the law of surprise. Oh, sure. <laughs> so I'd call it my law of surprise <laughs> meals because I'd don't never, know what you're gonna get. I didn't order anything, right? I, I, didn't even, I didn't even know looking at the menu. They just brought it in. I just ate it all up. I no. remember. I remember you came to Clam, yeah. Shortly after you were kind of on the mend, yeah. And I remember Ma, Ma was there. He's in my office. He's picking up an order. He's excited. He's I'm gonna be back on the ice hopefully next week. I'm getting my wind, and all of a sudden he just stops and he pulls out an <laughs> oximeter from his pocket, <laughs> slaps it on his finger, and he goes, "Ooh, my oxygen's getting low." <laughs> just pulls out an oximeter out of his pocket right in the middle of our office. That Clam is like, "Ooh." Yeah, see, look at like my, my yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. feeling a bit winded right now. Yeah. Just and to just to piggyback off that, um, there were some times where you know his positivity did did you know suffer at times. We were like, yeah. hey, dude, it was rough. you know focus on your health. That's that's all you got, right? I mean, you can have all the money in the world, but then the next day you're laying in the bed. Yeah, what good does that do you? Right, nothing. It, it was nothing. like one of the most challenging times of my life like it, it it's completely different you know mm-hmm. like some people they damage a muscle and they go and they work the muscle right they might pull their hamstring or something and they rehab it you know but when it's like your heart or your lungs you know it, it is so different mm-hmm. you know you you almost have like no control and your body just has to get there and you just have to do what you can Right. And it was it was the biggest challenge of my life. Like I couldn't even walk a lap around my house without almost dying. Ugh. It was bad. Yeah, I, yeah. I would take laps and then I got to like five laps. One one time, you know, my house is kinda of built circularly. And one time, you know, in my laps I got a little ambitious. You know, I was like, I wanna do a slow jog, you know. And man, I got to one end of it and it was it was tough. I was like I was gonna really just I was out of breath. Remember yeah. after we took him out fishing? Me, Andy, was very scared on the yeah. first that, outing back. It was. So yeah. anyways, we, we took him out fishing after he's like, I think I'm ready to go. This is like February, the first weekend. Yeah, yeah that's, when, that's when he was yeah. ready season's to go. Almost yeah. Yeah. Almost, season's almost yeah. at. So we unloaded everything. He had his X100 that he thought he could pull, <laughs> but we ended up pulling it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we were the pack mules. I, I yeah. pulled it down the hill. <laughs> but yeah, we just worked. We just worked as a team, right? And that's yeah. that's. We just got the job done. Try to get some assets. I think we caught a I, perch. I bet day. you, if you ask Mao the truth, and maybe you already know this, like you guys were probably a big part of his positivity during oh, yeah. during that stretch, and yeah. and that just goes back to the initial conversation we had in this podcast about how the team, right? How you've assembled this awesome group of guys. Because I remember being part of some of these text conversations where, you know. There were days I remember where it was like, "Hey man, say a prayer for Mao." You know, like you know he's having a tough time, and 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 you we we would rally and you'd pick him up and do this, and then you know, so I'm guessing Mao that meant the world to Mao oh, yeah. during those times that you have this group. So it's not just you know it's not just KOD fishing, right? It's like yeah. we're a family. Yeah. Family, so you guys have, you guys have created that bond. I think that's pretty darn cool and admirable for a lot of organizations that are trying to fill you know, that void of camaraderie and teamwork and seeing 
how you guys do it and how it can be successful. You know, and then that same month, I know we went fishing. One of my more memorable days on the ice. We're not going to get into all the details, <laughs> but uh, Andy and Mao were with us uh, when we caught some pretty big crappies. Yeah. Uh, and I remember you were still kind of on the mend a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that was one of my fondest memories, getting to share. I know Danny couldn't make it. I think he was going on like seven days in a row, no sleep, and he had to finally <laughs> get some sleep. Um, he kicked himself after the fact, though, when he realized – what we caught although we did play a major prank on him yeah we were texting him similar pictures oh, yeah. of the same fish oh yeah thinking <laughs> that we caught a lot of them like that oh, yeah. and he was like i remember he was kind of upset a little bit as much as dan daniel didn't get upset but like the group text was a little more comical he's like man oh we got another one <laughs> um, but we got to experience uh, some pretty cool stuff together yeah. this last winter on some trophy level crappies which was super fun my kids got to be there and see it uh, jack for his birthday and and uh we were there during the bewitching hour and right place at the right time huh yeah 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 it was it was pretty awesome jack jack was a trooper man he he didn't miss a beat he was out there all day yeah when you left he didn't even want to go yet he was (laughs) yelling at you it was for his birthday and it was like he wanted to try to catch something special a big one so we We kind of cherry picked a couple of lakes we hit uh, to try to catch a bigger fish, and it worked. And we caught some good ones, and yeah, they're hardcore. He he doesn't like to. There's no quitting his body. Oh yeah, you know, he fishes hard. You know, he's you junior. Oh, he and, and it's fun because like these young kids, you know, they have such that they have such a passion. Yeah. You know, and I think they haven't experienced enough to know. Oh yeah, like. Does it ever get redundant? Does it yeah. ever change? Does, you know, do we take anything for granted? Like, I look at, like, the St. Paul Ice Show, for example. I know all three of you are going to be there. If anyone's listening, you can come chat with them. Yeah. Um, it's not the same for me. Yeah. And I don't say that in a bad way. It's, it's, it's better in some ways, but it's not the same in terms of a consumer, right? Like, when I was a kid, like, I, I would have been caught dead missing the St. Paul Ice Show. Right. The first St. Paul Ice Show I've missed since it started was last year because I got COVID. Yes. I've made it every single year, right? So, but going back to my point, like, it's not as exciting for me to go look at all this stuff yeah. because we're so enthralled in the industry. Oh, right? yeah. We see it all. But you look at someone like Jack or Donovan, yeah. like, they just want to walk around and t- soak it all in. Yeah. Well, we're, there, we're there now kind of for a different purpose, right? Like, yeah, we want to soak it all in, but we're there because we got to market, we got to promote. We're out there kind of, I guess you could say, we're really doing a job. Um, where I, I've often laughed with my dad, who I went to all these shows with. I would love to go back to when I was 10 or 15 years old yeah. to where I literally counted down the days until the St. Paul Ice Show or the oh, Northwest yeah. Sports Show or any of these things that I literally wouldn't be caught dead missing. Oh, yeah. Um, well, well, the products and everything are great, but you know, the best thing about the ice shows for me is just having the interaction, you know, mm-hmm. having people come up and share their stories and tell you how they're catching fish and how they're doing stuff and ask you questions that what, whatever you can tell them to help them get more fish, right. you know? Yeah. And that's, that's one of our biggest, you know, pushes here with ice team and even this podcast, like we alluded to on the episode one with Durham, you know, we're not trying to be a sell here. We're trying to teach people and educate people and show them something. And to your point at these shows, that's probably what, that's one of my biggest driving forces behind the shows is I get to talk to so many people, Yeah, you know, and how to catch crappies or, or how to do this or, or what are you doing this year? Or just, Hey, I haven't seen you since last year. So, you know, we're jumping into show season. Um, we just filmed a podcast at a show, the first show of the season. 
uh, and we're about to embark on a whole bunch more shows all over the ice belt. Um, so like I would encourage anybody listening or watching, like if you're at a show and you see any one of us, one of my biggest pieces of advice for any showgoer is use, take it to your advantage. Yeah, don't it's be, not just don't about a shy, discount yeah. or a product, right? Oh, yeah. Mao nailed it. Like if you see Andy Denny Mao, you see Dave Gens, you see Jason Mitchell, you see anybody, they are there to talk to you. Oh yep. yeah. They're not just placeholders, right? Yep. They want to talk to you. They expect to talk to you. So if, if you're going to, sit there in the wing and just kind of go, oh, there's Dave Gens. I should say hi. <laughs> you don't take the opportunity. Yeah. I would encourage you to step outside that comfort zone, oh, take yeah. that risk, take that plunge, because I can promise you, knowing most of these guys and gals personally, they're going to want to talk to you. Yep. Yeah. If you come up to Danny and start talking about food, he's going to, if you come up to Danny and talking about DJ and you come up to Mao and <laughs> yeah. talking about summer bass, even at the same point, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're going to chat, right? Oh, we're yeah. Gonna have this. Gonna you talk to Andy about fishing plastics now or, or new ideas on how to target fish on a lake. That's the beauty of these shows, yep. in my opinion, is, yeah, you can get a deal. That's great. Deals yeah. are everywhere now. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's the world we live in. Deals yeah. are everywhere. But the information isn't. Oh, yeah. The, that the, is not the real in-person Oh, yeah. The, the knowledge that's instilled on all of the Clan Pro staff is incredible, you know. Like, even being such enthusiastic fishermen as Danny and I, you know, we, we learn so much from everybody on the ice team. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, the kids shouldn't hesitate. You know, don't, don't come to, for the deals. I think the real golden nugget is just talking to somebody, mm-hmm. yep. some of the pros and getting – Getting that little thing you're missing, you mm-hmm. know? It's like, why am I not doing this? Why am I not getting this? Yeah. Why am I having this type of an issue, right? Or it might be, like, electronics-related, you know? It might be something you can't get in a forum where you can type it out and be like, oh, this is my problem. I, You know, I can get pretty technical typing out, but not everyone's like that, you know? Right. You might just be able to get in front of somebody and say, hey, uh, my problem is this, this, this. Something's happening. Mm-hmm. And somebody will be like, I know exactly what you're going through. And that's what we do on the ice. Yeah. yeah. Like how many times have we been on the ice where we're struggling or something's not working or we're on fish yeah. and we can't get them to go. And then somebody finds that magic cadence or that magic, magic lure. Yeah. Or maybe they realize this, this or that. And we, we all switch to it or we all start to adapt. Yeah. You know, those are things that you can learn from, from one another a whole bunch. To add on to that, don't be stubborn. Right? Yeah. Just because you have your favorite jig, <laughs> plastic <laughs> color, rod. Please change. If you want to catch fish, try to adapt. You yeah. can tell them your story, Andy. Which one? I don't know about not changing the rod or something. Well, yeah, no. I mean, I've gone, I've gone out <laughs> with Danny, but I'm like, I know this thing can catch fish. I just want to catch one. Yeah. Then I can move on to the next uh, setup. Yep. That's when you're stubborn versus adapting to, say, Danny. He's already probably changed 20 times, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right. And then uh, if you don't adapt, you might not catch fish. So, again, just Try to be flexible and, and, and change yep. your style of yep. fishing. And Don't when be we, stubborn. And when we fish as a team, I take, I mean, we did the one shoot last year where I remember uh, it was on a stunted crappie lake. Mm-hmm. You know, small lake, north metro. Yeah. We didn't catch much for any size, I remember. But what we did well as a team is we split up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. like, and, and I think we as a group here talking kind of took it upon ourselves to be the ones to go chase down the fish and try to find a bite. While, you know, much of the media team was shooting, like, videos or photos, yep. we were kind of off to be like, hey, go see if you can find a better bite. And one thing that was super fun that day, I remember, is, like, you know, while we were together, we weren't. Meaning yeah. <laughs> Andy's over here, Mal's over here, 
Danny's over. I'm over, and, and we're talking to each other. Yeah. What are you finding? What's working? What's not working? You know. And then we found the fish. Yeah. And we found the fish for the whole group. And they might not have been big, but we found where they were and what they were doing and what they wanted. And then we brought the whole group over and we caught fish. You know. But if you looked at that day and if we would put a, you know, a Fitbit on our truck. Yeah. And you saw <laughs> what the miles were put on that day and yeah, how many yeah. holes were cut. You know, to the point where we were thinking, I remember at one point the conversation alluded to, we should probably go to a new lake. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we didn't, right? Yeah. We kind of found where those fish were and then checked off the boxes to realize, okay, where we found those fish and what they were doing, that's where they are. Yeah. Um, I think that that's such a fun way to do it and, and something some people take for granted. I mean, some people go out fishing, they go out to the community hall, they don't move. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. No, you got to get after these fish. It's no different in your boat if you're not going to go out to one spot spot lock or drop an anchor and not move for seven hours, yeah. especially if every cast produces nothing. Right. Yeah. But oh, the yeah. anglers do that every day on the ice. They go out there, they punch their two holes, they flip their trap and they sit there for six hours Yeah, and go, well, they're just not biting. Yeah. Like to, it's just, we're beyond that as that's anglers. how it was. We're beyond yeah. that as anglers. Yeah, that's I think how nowadays. it was 10 years yeah. ago. We are now better than that, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. As, as anglers and yeah. you know, but to get back, yeah, definitely ask the questions of each other. That's important. Now there's some stuff you guys are going to be at now. You know, I'll, I'll tip the hat of these three guys that don't work because they're super humble. All three of these gentlemen are sponsored by Shields. Yeah. You guys have a great partnership with Shields. Um, there are some, there's some ice fest coming up you're going to be at. I don't know if you want to elaborate a little bit. So, like, if our listeners or viewers are, they want to meet KOD or they want to talk fishing, they want to do whatever, maybe you want to divulge a little bit of, like, okay, here's our schedule on where we'll be making appearances, let's say, in the next month or so, so that our listeners and stuff can maybe connect with you. Uh, I can go. Um, the first big event's going to be Shields Eden Prairie Ice Fest, and that's yep. 18th, 19th of November, which coincides with the Blaine Ice Show. So we we don't have exactly which day we're going to be, but we'll be at we'll try to be at both just to you know uh, split our resources. Um, and then the next show that we're going to be at is going to be at the St. Paul Ice Show, yep. uh, more than likely Friday and Saturday. Sure. Um, full days. We're trying to help, you know, with the setup and then yep. uh, close down Saturday as well. So that's yep. currently what we have on the docket. Um, we don't know about anything else past that yet. Sure. And, so, if you, and if you guys haven't followed us, just follow us. We'll definitely queue you guys up today and post it mm-hmm. yep. on the KOD page as well, too. And you probably see us an individual and probably bump into Matt in those live views, showing behind him and stuff yeah. and so forth as well. And Danny, one of Danny's nicknames is... Danny Four Claws. We gave him a nickname, Danny Five Claws, one day. So Matt, Matt's the fifth one now. <laughs> so maybe let our listeners um, in on maybe like your personal social media too. And, you know, like I know Amal alluded to Monkey on My Back Outdoors. So you guys have some other things you're cooking that people can follow along to. Oh, yeah. Um, we each have our own uh, personal social media. We, we kind of keep it... Um, a little separate, and then we have team activities that we mm-hmm. do that for knock outdoors. But yeah, Monkey My Back Outdoors is my handle, and um, I, I'm on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And you know, I post I post a lot more pictures and stuff. I try to do more videos, but it's been a pretty crazy summer for me, and yeah, yeah with personal issues and with my daughter's wedding and everything. So, you know, I have some videos in the work, but you know, I'm as as you may know I'm the editor for the group for sure. mainly our videos, so I'm I'm trying to work on a lot of challenges. I've been buying a lot of hard drives lately, <laughs> so you know it's mambo. 
Mambo. Mambo. Uh, my yeah. kid has one of your stickers on his Vexlar <laughs> Gens pack. Mambo. I love it. Nice. Yeah. Monkey on my back. Out. I, I yeah. think it's awesome. Yeah. Super creative. Yeah. Waldo. Waldo started that, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Waldron, yeah, huh? Yeah. yeah. Waldron. Yeah. yeah. He can catch a couple. Oh, yeah. He knows what he's doing. Hammer. Um, Andy. Yeah. Um, my handle at it's Chotime, C H O E, my last name. I'm on pretty much every single platform TikTok. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. There's a new one cooking right now called Vero, if I have it said correctly. Yeah. That one's that one's uh, brewing. So These I are think. social media yeah. guys. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to stay up on it, right? <laughs> Otherwise, you you go into the the grandpa stages, and you're like, I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to learn oh, it. All. We all looked at Mao. Don't want to be like Mao. <laughs> yes, but we do we do have the team one and, and our personal. Our personal, you know, may not coincide, so we just post things. Family, uh, you know, we're out with a camping trip or something. That's we're going on personal. Something. Sure, yeah, Danny. And then um, for me, is uh, you could search <laughs> outdoor with Danny Vu or D Outdoor Danny Vu Four Claws. Yeah, <laughs> so that's pretty easy. Oh, you yeah. just search Danny Vu. I'm pretty much everywhere. Just everywhere. Yeah. D is in dog. D Outdoors. Yeah. Not yeah. T- yeah, D. Not, not V. D. Not not T H E. Just the letter D. <laughs> yeah. As in dog. So so we know the story, but maybe you want to tell everyone about Four Claws, how that came about. Four Claws started at the DJ as well, because yeah. <laughs> we have four DJs. <laughs> so uh, we're like, you know what? We have four DJs, and every DJ is an hour set. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know what? We call our team. We can just call Four Claws. And then uh, as I think as I as I go, you know, as I go fishing. I usually just change up to four different lures. When you ha- when you have a hot bite, it's a four different lures. Or if it's if it, like you were back to saying, if we get a day on that lake, that's bad. I usually end up at four lakes in one day. I believe you know, it. You know, and that's the most like literally from sunrise to sunset. Like literally, that's all day. Like that's what twelve hours mm-hmm. of fishing, maybe plus depending on the daylight saving. You know, but. Um, <laughs> Not too long ago, I went to Six Lake in one day. Man, I was, <laughs> I was crazy. Like boat launched everything. Yes. Six yeah. Lakes. Yeah. Be- wow. Yeah, yeah it was that crazy. was going on it, maybe two hours of sleep. Yeah. 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 So there's another day in Danny Boo's life. Yeah. That's I, that's a broken record right there. I don't think I ever gonna do it again. I learned my lesson. It was <laughs> it was too much. Too so much. did you not catch anything, or was it a tough day? Or was it just? It, it was tough because we had that cold front. Okay. Um, it was a cold front. I mean, I caught fish, but. I'm I'm I was trying to land a, five, he, a he's six. He's looking pounder. for six pounders. Yeah, yeah. He was catching fours and threes. Yeah. It wasn't good enough. Yeah. I mean, it was good. It was great, but it was like, man, am I am I catching like this? I got to move. And I ended up. It wasn't a big lake too. I was going to smaller lakes, where I can like, you know, I know these lakes to a point that I just need to fish these areas really quick. If they're there, they're there. They're not. You can't pressure those fish to bite. Right. You know. Move on to the next one. Move on to the next one because you could be there for six hours. You know they're there, but they're not going to bite. So why not move? Sure. You know, so there's things that I learn a lot as a fisherman. I fish a lot too. Not every day, but, you know, I try not to. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it happens. But you learn. You know, you learn as you go. You know, you can learn. Um, I'm very blessed to have the opportunity to get out as much as I can too. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I mean, we've touched on a lot of stuff and, and I mean, you're going to talk a lot to a lot of people this winter and follow along with these guys on social media. What do we got for any parting words? Anything that we want to leave the listeners with KOD wise or anything else funny or goofy or another 
embarrassing moment for Danny? <laughs> well, we, we just want to say uh, we appreciate all the support. You know, yeah. like we appreciate all the love. I mean, we're we're out here doing what we love, but it it helps when you guys come by and and say hello and just show mm-hmm. us some love. So we we appreciate that. We want to say thank you to that. And you know, when I was sick, I want to say thanks to the Clam family. There's a lot of people who reached out and and you know near and far. And now uh, it spoke with me and kind of kept with the team. And so we, we appreciate everything that you guys do for us, uh, Clam and um, who, uh, people on the outside who may be sure. watching Knock Outdoors, you know, as an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I mean, yeah, we're just a couple individuals that like to get outside and uh, enjoy the sport. Um at the end of the day, right? It's our way to decompress and and uh, enjoy our life, you know, to to leave some of the stressors behind and say, hey, look, um, you can do fun things, and I love the freedom. So, yeah, sure. I don't really have much to say other than that, and I think we touched on a lot yeah. of good stuff here. For sure. And for me, guys, I mean, honestly, take pictures, videos. It doesn't matter if you're going to post it up or not. It's memories all over again. Yep. Um, you know, uh, I, I do that a lot. It also gave me a good opportunity to um, – Look at the timeline of myself when you catch that fish, how it, it kind of brings back memories of previous last year and stuff like that. It's like a timeline. Um, like, is it time for me to go back again? Sure. Came back. So take a lot of pictures. Um, doesn't matter what it is. Uh, maybe not catch fish, you know, outdoors, just to see the scenery of outdoors. We love the morning, the sunrise, sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, just enjoy, you know, like Andrew, everybody says, it's just another relief. Just get out, not at the office. Our office is one of the outdoors. Sure. But one last thing. Uh, I just want to tell everybody, you know, it's going to be like 70 degrees today, but everyone's got ice fishing on their mind. And uh, as old grandpa fashion, you know, we have to talk about <laughs> ice safety. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to get there. We're going to get hot for it. Uh, just be safe on the yeah. ice. Good Early advice. ice. You know, it, it's never worth it if you think, you know, just to get that picture, right? Yeah. So there's always next time. Be safe, guys. That's good advice. Yeah. Well, I admire the, the the bejesus out of these three. I mean, I've gotten to know all three of you pretty well. Uh, it's a breath of fresh air to see how you handle yourselves and what you bring to this sport of fishing and how open you are and how positive you are. So I know that's not going to change. I don't need to tell you that. But uh, I love having you guys on. I knew when we came to – talk about ice team podcast. I had a handful of ideas in my brain and right away I'm thinking like KOD's got to be on. You guys got such a great story to tell. There's so much there. Uh, I'm sure we could sit and talk forever. Uh, I mean, Danny would talk for the whole day. He's, he's, not, he's not going to bed. We know anytime soon, um, but it was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the Thank three you. of you. Check Thank these you. guys out. If you haven't already follow them on social media, talk to them at a sports show. They're not lying. They want to talk to you and ask questions and, and get involved in your world of fishing too. So on behalf of Ice Team Podcast, we had KOD on today, Andy, Danny, Mal. This was awesome, guys, and I'm excited to hit the ice with each of you again this winter. But before that, sport shows. Get to have some fun, get to do some of that, and get ready for another great ice fishing season. Thanks for tuning in. See you, guys. On the ice.